coming this March exclusively to my Patreon is my first written, illustrated graphic novel by yours truly. It is a homage to Fahrenheit 451, as Guy Montag now has to serve out 30 days without technology, with the lights out. And in that process, he discovers a talent he never had, drawing life into the world. Now, as the sentence dwindles down and he's ready to return to society, maybe, just maybe, he has found something more to go for. Exclusively on Patreon, starting this March. Check it out now in the episode description below. I don't know the exact thing, but it's a connection thing on my end. That I do know for sure. Got it. Yeah, this time I can hear you. Over there, I couldn't hear you at all. Yeah, one second here. We are about to go on the air. There we are. We are on the air. We are officially on the air, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome for the new year. Happy 2024. And uh, this is this is my first this is my first time uh, doing a actually a stream this this year. I, I took a I'm taking it a little easier on streams this year. Yeah, yeah. Want to do more travel? I would rather do more interviews in person. That's kind of the goal. I hope you get to. I I, I got a few last year. I did about twenty interviews in person last year. So I'm hoping to oh, get. Oh nice. Yeah. I did San Diego. I did some stuff at San Diego Comic-Con. That's going to be on my Patreon. <laughs> There's a plug. But uh, that, But besides that, it's, you know, it's just do, been doing its thing. And and, uh, and and hold on a second here. I'm just going to make sure I've done this. There you go. The only downside, the only downside to Zoom, Zoom and Twitch aren't as, uh, how do I put this? They're not as kosher together. They're just not. So what tends to happen is... Uh, I have to I have to do a couple more settings to, to make sure it all works. So Streamyard, Streamyard's way better for this, but unfortunately, sometimes Streamyard just doesn't goes. I don't want to work. So yeah, it's unfortunate. It's life. It's life. How you been, man? I've been good. I got a, a new book out. I got the book out since I've seen you last. Congrats! Yeah, right here, it's the one with the Anvu cover. Nice. Anvu. If you can yes. see it there. Yeah. I I actually just talked to her. I just talked to her I, I, today, actually. Ran into her a little bit for, for a brief for a brief minute. I have some really good things. Something we've wanted to work on together. Uh, it's it's gone in an unexpected but good direction. I'm not going to say more than that right now. But it, yeah, it was my first win of the year. Awesome. So, Glad to hear yeah. it. We'd like to have her come back and work on the next book. Well, so, so so what you do is you you you, you rob a bank, and you take a look at the part of the money, and you give it to her because she's worth it. That's she. she I, I I I'm a big fan of her as a person um, because you know. But I also knowing her like I do, I I kind of understand what she's doing right now. She she's trying to like without going into too much of it. She she's she's creating her own person of who she is. I do think she'll do comic stuff in the future, and I'm sure she's working on something in that realm. But yeah, but she's established herself. She's actually it's actually a secret goal. It's not so secret goal of mine. I'm actually looking at cons. I would love to do Hawaii in December. That'd be really cool. Yeah, you do Hawaii do in December. Yeah, I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Go for it. Yeah. Oh. Dude, this year I just say fuck it. I'm doing it one way or the just other. Just do it. Yeah, just go out there. Yeah, that's it. My brother lived there, but he's in prison right now, so I would come visit. But... Well, is he? Is well, he you, I could I could go out there while I visit him in prison. 
Yeah, he's I in mean, prison out there. So he's in prison out there. Well, that's yeah, he's story. in prison in Hawaii. That's where he lives. Okay. Well, I wasn't even aware. I I wasn't sure what he, it makes sense because Hawaii is kind of in the middle of nowhere. They'd have to have a prison out there. But yeah, they must have a prison out there. I'm guessing that's where he's at. Yeah, I mean, so you got an excuse to go. I mean, it's the same yeah, I might as well just go out there. <laughs> I'm used to him being in prison. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, it's his second home. He's okay. He's fine. Oh, I hope. Oh, I hope so. I mean, there's <laughs> your your the prison system in the United States is a structure. We'll say that it's definitely a structure. Um, yeah, it is what it is. So I hope you definitely don't want to be there. But no, you don't. But if you are there, <laughs> you this is what you're doing, right? Yeah, this is what you do. You really get a choice if you're there. You're there, so yeah, yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. So it, it, it yeah. is what it is. What it is, and uh, no, I, I wish him well. I actually me too. Do yeah, but uh, but may all come out there too. May all come out there for Hawaii Comic Con and stay in his, not stay in his old house. No, no, just 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 say what's up. Say I don't <laughs> visit for a day and then go then then do all the whole cool good hotel. <laughs> No, we'll do, do all the cool stuff in Hawaii, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they got a bungalow or a bed and breakfast out there. You know, something easy. I mean, it's not like the weather's rough most of the time. I mean, you got the tsunamis and stuff to worry about, but when it's not that season, you're just chilling. I mean, really. That's true. Right. I mean, oh no, I have to bring. I mean, worst. It, the absolute worst case scenario is okay. I gotta bring a tent and I gotta sleep somewhere out there. Go go. Okay. It's not like. <laughs> So like the weather's gonna get me. I mean, I'm not, I don't know what the police are like out there, but I I I imagine it can't be all bad. I'll so. ask my brother next time I see him. How the yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's it like, man? So, <laughs> any big goals this year? Let's see. Well, I want to actually focus on riding this year. I've been focusing on wrestling the last few years. I injured my knee, so I don't think I'll be wrestling anytime soon unless I can get some stem cells injected into them or something. But uh, I think I'm going to focus on writing. I want to get the rest of the books out. We got uh, a backlog of books right now. I got four books of American Alchemist to come out. And then Cthulhu Crisis with Steve Crompton. Steve Crompton, of course, did Tunnels and Trolls and Grimtooth's Trap. So we got a a six-book miniseries coming out just through him. So you got comics for the next little while. Yeah, comics forever. That's a whole year's worth of comics. <clears throat> so why? So okay. So is the injury that serious where you can't wrestle, or just just uh, you don't really want to wear wrestle at this point? Yeah, I really can't. Like I can't really run. I can't really jump. So that really limits you in wrestling, especially in the indie circuit. You know, and I used to do all this crazy stuff where I'd walk the ropes and do like little flips and stuff. So I can't really do any of that. No, I mean, I mean, on the other hand, okay, I mean. I'm not saying this is the way to go. I'm just saying just like that some people have taken their injuries to reinvent themselves back in the day. I mean, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time was Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, I love Jake the Snake. Right? He's not athletic. Nothing he did in that ring was athletic. He didn't run. He didn't really run. He didn't really do much. He just had a knockout shot. That was that was his whole thing. It's like, you know what? If I hit you with that, I win. If, I mean, that, that, but it, it, it was so simple, but it, everybody got it, right? And, that, and that's why it worked, right? It's not that move was cool, and the move was really cool looking, especially for its time. And, you know, that, I mean, you could build, he built his whole ring career around his finishing move. And 
when he had it, 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 it was the last piece of the puzzle. Once he got it, I mean, he, his personal issues what got him away from big time success. It wasn't his in ring. And if you look at his in ring, he didn't do anything super athletic. That's what I was saying. He couldn't, but he didn't have to, right? Yeah, he didn't really have to. He let his yeah. character really work the crowd yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm managing, I'm managing people, but I think I'm going to focus on comic books for this year. My daughter started wrestling, so her so folks, the wrestling stuff, so I'll focus on her right now. Oh, cool. So are you her mouthpiece, and she, she's just looking menacing and intimidating, or is she actually developing her own character? Well, she's a ninja, so she doesn't talk. Ah, uh, so she, she, she she's gonna she I uh, she's well, you can still do some stuff there. That that I talk a, for her. You talk for her. You're 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 you're, 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 you're her mouthpiece. I guess that that could yeah. be fun. That could be a really fun dynamic, right? That could be a really really fun dynamic. Yeah, it's going started. pretty well. It's pretty popular out here. So hopefully, and they always want her on shows. Just right now, she has school. So oh, I told everyone, you know, wait till summer and we'll 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 hit all the shows. Yeah. So so you'll be managing in the summer. You'll be writing in the Definitely. spring. So that's that that hey, so you got some stuff to look forward to. That that's great. Um so then in that case, I guess I'll ask this. So so injuries kind of give me this thing. Do you want to just be more it sounds to me that that you're you're at the point where you're you're career in wrestling is wanting now you just looking for something to pursue that's as creative as wrestling is that is that the draw of writing with you yeah well you know i, I always like to tell stories and i feel like wrestling comic books movies they're all forms of storytelling they're all things i've worked in so i like to tell stories and and comic books tell stories so well no absolutely no absolutely so what's, what's your favorite kind of story to tell what do you like to talk about? right right what, what interests you I don't know. I've never been asked that before. And I don't know if I've ever thought about it. I usually just write about life, you know, even if it's fictitious, it's about life, you know, it's about people experiencing life, whether it's in outer space or on earth or in the wrestling ring, it's just the human condition, you know? Okay. Let's try it another way. This is where, <laughs> let's try this. In, let's ask this question of another direction. When you write, what do you care about? Well, I care about. Well, I think it's kind of the same answer. I care about. No, 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 no. But human you, reaction. No, l l let me give you an example. Of what I'm kind of fast looking for here. Okay, so this book, this book I'm talking about, although I can't say where it's going, it's a novel. It's about yes. a night witch that kills evil versions of the Knights of the Round. That's the plot. I like but that. This, that's good. King Arthur. That's fun. Right, little King Arthur. A little other things as well. I actually based it off the. The Night Witches were a real World War II unit. They were Russia's most successful fighting unit in World War II. And they were oh, all no. women that would fly wooden planes at night and terrorize <laughs> the Nazis. True. They had the lowest casualty rate of any, any like Russian in, like unit in the, in the war. Four years, they only lost 48 people, which is really good considering the casualties Russia had. But what made, but what makes, so I, I use some real history. I, I have a little bit of an alternative earth kind of vibe to it. But the first story, like for me, when I realized what I was really writing about, I wrote, I ended up writing a love story. And the love story, what it's really about, and this is, and I realized I care about this because of me personally, is that fear of falling in love. Like, will I find someone to love me? That's a real human feeling. And in, in all this plot, that's what the story really is. 
Well, that's what I was saying. That's what you got to focus on, the human elements. I mean, that's always why, personally, I like Star Trek better than Star Wars, because I felt Star Trek was more grounded in human elements versus, well, Star Wars is too in some ways, but. Star Wars is the classic hero's journey. That's yeah, it's it just, that's what it is. You get the hero. Right, right. It's a classic hero's journey with an emphasis on family, which is why, like, everybody like goes, everybody's seen it over and over and over again, and you have. But the reason why is because everybody has a family. Everybody understands family struggles, family issues, right? That's the hero's journey. But the the Star Trek, it depends on the show. Like, yeah, that's I, true. Right, right. Um, that's the definitely true. There's there's a lot more Star Trek stuff in there. Well, there was. Now they might be even, but there's a lot more Star Trek stuff than there was Star Wars. Oh, there's stuff still right way there. more Star Trek than Star Wars. There's still Wars. way more Star Trek. Oh yeah, I haven't watched much of the new stuff, but so, but they do have some. They do have some stuff even coming out even now, like you know. So yeah, they got the uh, like three shows were running at the same time. It's not too long ago. That was last year, like Picard. Yeah, they had Lower was... Decks, Picard, Discovery, yeah. and Brave New Worlds. Actually, four yeah. shows. Yeah. So Picard's done. Lower Decks, oh, I think, is have... still good. They had Prodigy too. Yeah. So I mean, they again, pulled it. Yeah, but but the, but that's the thing, right? So depending on the show, um, Picard, Picard, I'm a mixed bag with. As in the like, I love the last season. I think the first season's yeah. neat. The second season, I love the beginning. I love the end. I'm not crazy about the middle of it. I'm yeah, not, I'd agree with that. I'd agree yeah. with that. Uh, but I mean, Star Trek is a philosopher's show. That's how I would describe yeah, Star Trek. That's basically what I'm saying. Right? It's a philosopher's show. It, it, it is one of the, like, Next Generation, the reason it was an ethics show disguised as a science fiction show. It was a show about ethics. And going looking at what's going on today, I kind of wish we still follow, follow those ethics, but that I digress. Right? But the whole, the whole thing, right? When you look at Star Trek focuses on the human condition in terms of the big questions. Star Wars focuses on the human condition in terms of the little crap, like the day-to-day I've been here before. At its best, that's what Star Wars does. And at its best, Star Trek does the big stuff. The difference between them, the difference between them, honestly, is um, the difference between them, honestly, is I think Star Trek sometimes misses the landing on human connection. Sometimes. Sometimes it really hits. I... My favorite show was Star Trek was Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine was really good. It's definitely, yeah, it's, it might be my favorite. It's, it's hard for me between Next Gen and and Deep Space Nine. They're always like, yeah, you're not, you're not like, I, and I've said this. I have, my, I have a roommate. And we, we we talked about this. You're not wrong with either choice. We both come to yeah. agree. Like he's a Next Gen guy. I would argue that okay, the Next Generation has the best main cast of any Star Trek. The best main one, right? Yeah. I would argue Star Trek Deep Space Nine has the best cast when you include all the guest stars and all the other characters on top of it. Yeah, they had a bunch of secondary characters that were really cool. And and uh... most of their secondary characters are, are, and again, Next Generation's better, better on the top end. But if you look at the whole picture, no one can compete with Deep Space Nine. Like, no one. Some of their secondary characters would be main characters in other shows. Some of them. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's, that is to the credit of the show. Like that is a huge credit to that show. So 
but I, I think DS9 did a really I did a really good job of some very human human um, stories. Uh, I loved anything with Cisco was amazing. Uh, Kira is probably one of the most interesting characters they've ever made. Like period, um, you know, and they have like like they have these complex characters with some gray areas here and there in all of them. And I thought they made a very all the care even Worf when Worf joined the show, they explored parts of Worf that they never did in Next Generation, which I thought yeah. was really, really, really good. And so, I, so to me, it's the better show because there was a progression with all the characters. Next Generation wasn't designed to be that way. Yeah, but... Next Generation was still in the old-fashioned way, where usually the, everyone had to be the same by the end of the episode. Yeah, there were Almost gradual, like time, you know. Yeah, well, there were gradual changes in Next Generation, but yeah. they were a lot slower, and and that's fine. I mean, you still felt like it was a different show. Like season seven's Next Generation is way way different than season one. So, and that season one is usually considered not to be that great. No, season one's terrible. But yeah. they, but but every every like every show, like I give every Star Trek, I give every Star Trek series the first season is always the hardest one because you've got to figure out who you are, and when you do, that's usually when we can tell if the show is good or not. I I, I personally hate Voyager, right? Because they didn't never yeah. they never could figure it out. Um, Lower Decks is fun for what it is; it's really fun. I am not a Discovery guy uh new front no one likes discovery i watched it i enjoyed it i watched all the way through but no one really likes it there's no low hardcore discovery fans as far as i know well there's some there are some i'm sure there's some it's just not (laughs) my stuff but i never see anyone say like i see people go i like it but they're never like i love it you know well that's just it like i I can't actually i can't honestly say for sure that that you know there are there's always a core fan base for somebody yeah. I like Enter- I like Enterprise. I think Enterprise, other than having the worst series finale of all time, yeah. it did. Um, it wasn't a bad show. I just think it just came out at the wrong time. Had a great theme song. Oh, fantastic theme song. Uh, but also, I think everything after the first season was really good. It was just it's just, it didn't last as long. Um, but also the Star Trek franchise. I think it was like seven it, seasons too. It was seven six eight, four. There's four. That, that's that's half. There's four. Yeah, yeah, that's half. It's four. Right? But it's yeah. even longer than original Trek. True. And it, and it does does definitely follow the old Star Trek homage. So in some ways it's yeah. appropriate. But yeah, no, it, it wasn't as long a show. But it had its moments for sure. Um, you know, the, so you can look like every Star Trek kind of has to figure out who they are and who they're not. And they're, each show had its own challenge. So the first season is almost always a pass. Cause it's like, okay, yeah. you, 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 cause you're trying to figure out, okay. Because the original template was awesome. They were like, whether people like it was ahead of its time, Roddenberry's original template, next generation tried to copy it too much. The first season. Yeah. The that's second what the problem se- first season was. Yeah. Yeah. The, right. The second season was, was some, I mean, some of the most groundbreaking science fiction shows period were seasons two through five. Right, they they were they gave everybody a chance to really cast their voice. They gave everybody a chance to really, really, really shine. There are some really cool stuff. Seasons two on, there's just some amazing, amazing, amazing character things for everybody, except yeah. for maybe Troy. But Troy got hers in season six and seven. Like they actually did a lot more with her from like season five on. 
But I mean, they all had their moments to shine. They all, they all had like these really iconic episodes. Um, Data might be the biggest problem slash best character ever, like legitimately. <laughs> um, but that's that is that is the whole premise of the show, right? It, it was it was a fun fun thing, and and the cast was amazing. And like, if someone told me Star Trek: Next Generation was the best Star Trek show of all time, well, I don't think so. I can't really argue either. Like, it was groundbreaking, especially for its time. Yeah. Um, and most of the episodes still hold up today, which I, which I, outside of season one, most of the other ones still do. Um, I think they actually even filmed visually. I think they even filmed some of them in actual film. Yeah. So they're they're because I remember I was watching them. I think there's wider screen versions available. Yes. Of it, so it gives it a very modern look when you watch it. I was watching with my daughter, and she was surprised at how modern it looked compared to other '90s shows or '80s oh, shows. Yeah. Go back to the originals first season oh so absolutely it looked well because they were trying to make it look like the star trek movies as it, opposed to the star trek show yeah but star trek, star trek movies are definitely hit and miss they'll just say yeah they're, all, they're all hit and miss visually it had like a a bigger budget obviously a bigger budget than the original track and i think it kind of holds over i think with voyager too visually voyager looked really flat it looked kind of like cheap in comparison you know it probably cost more um i didn't know visually i thought voyager was okay i don't think it was terrible i just think just the way it was filmed you know uh, like back to the, like angle they didn't really lose like if you look if you look at some of the next gen episodes some of them look like they could be movies yeah some of them but yeah but, but you don't really have that many voyager episodes there's not that many strong cinematic there's a you get to the end of the series they do but the beginning, no. Um, no, no. But the thing, but the thing about Voyager was, I think Voyager took a step backwards. So Next Generation was a little progression, yeah, a little progression, but a classic formula. Deep Space Nine, none of those characters when they start and when they end are the same. None of them, right? And it's and to watch the growth of so many of these. Like that was why the show was so good. They did such a good job, not just with the primary, but with the secondary characters too. I mean, the only character you can argue that didn't get enough was Ezri, the replacement Dax. But she yeah. only was there for one season. They really didn't have the time with her that they probably would have liked. And they tried to their credit. They they gave her every chance they could, right? Because they knew that they knew that they wanted her to be memorable. And and to her credit, Nicole Lebrard did a really good job with that. Um but even so, every character starts and ends in a different place. So you have this amazing, like almost novelesque arc, kind of like Babylon Five. And then, and then you go back to Voyager. Voyager wanted to go back to like an old school Captain yeah. Kirk esque, and you can do it, but you have to. They they miss some. Oh, like I get frustrated a little bit when I think about Voyager because they missed some open goals, like literally open goals that would have made the show feel like a natural progression. And they never like like I think the biggest one is okay, Harry Kim. He started as an ensign, right? He never once got promoted. No, I never it was like promotions. yeah. They, they, well, no, that's not true. There was he won. Um, Balana. Chakotay, like like not some like like they they promoted other characters and other, other characters, characters, yeah, but not him. 
the character that introduces you to the show never got any progression. And, and, and it was like, and any of the progression you really wanted to see on there, like, like what Lana and Tom's wedding, for example, like a few other one, things like that. It was just like, I will like those things that actually did kind of feel like a thing. They never did those. I thought Toyota took a step back and I thought enterprise was also kind of, in some ways was a step back. It was neat, but it was a step backwards too. Cause I think people wanted to go forward, not back. But I think after Dude Space Nine, I don't I don't know if the people in charge of the franchise knew where they wanted to go with it. No. And there was no really I mean they kind of did it. There it didn't have as much story arcs, like arcing stories as DS9 or even next gen, I felt. Well, that's just it. Like once you get to a certain point, like once you realize that, you know, we hit a we hit a point of there is no like it, it went backwards. So then, then Star Trek kind of went fallow for about a decade. And then J.J. Abrams, like, whether you like those Star Trek movies or not, I can go back and forth on them. They're fun, but they're not Star Trek because they don't require me to use my brain at all. Yeah. I don't mean in a mean way, but they felt more like Star Wars films. Well, that's bold. Well, no. And, and honestly, I, I, and honestly, I think Star Trek needed that a little bit, a little of that energy because – Lord knows, Lord knows. After after that long of being a franchise, they needed it after everything they've kind of gone through. I thought it was refreshing a little bit, but yeah, I would have loved a little bit more of you know. Can 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 we actually like? Why did you blow up Vulcan? Like, like literally, you did it because you could. You didn't do it because it had any real. There was no real reason for it. Yeah, and that was kind of the that was kind of the thing about it, right? I mean. And uh, I mean, Abrams, it did lead to Abrams getting the Star Wars. Like, again, you have to turn your brain off at, uh, in parts of Star Wars. Like, the new Death Star going across the galaxy, annihilating planets from a distance, right? You kind of, you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to shut your brain off. Just, just a little bit. To do yeah. It, right? You have to. But, uh, but again, if you can do that, you can enjoy a J.J. Abrams movie. If you can't, it hurts your head a lot right <laughs> that's just that's just the way he is well so, i enjoyed the first star trek i don't even remember the second one it was his take on the wrath of Khan. it was okay oh i didn't like that one it was all right it was, <laughs> it was I, all I, right I, I didn't love it yeah no it's i like uh, like again it was it was i like it's all right kind of sorry right but, was three there was only three right there was only yeah three and then there was the journey to discovery which was kind of a bridge to where star trek was going which i i, I for what it it served its purpose would I call it a great movie? Meh. I didn't like right. that one. That was the one with the albino alien girl and the radio and all that stuff. Yeah. I so, don't I didn't like any of that stuff. Well, no, but but like again, but the first one felt okay. like Simon Pegg was going through a midlife crisis and he wrote that movie around everything he likes. Well, you know what? Is Simon Pegg, right? Is that who guy played Scotty? Uh I don't know if he was on the wrote the script, but sure. Um, I think he did. I think he co-wrote it. Uh, again, cool. I it's. I mean, if he did, I don't know. I don't honestly know. Usually with with Hollywood, there's usually two or three people. That yeah, are there's like a script. bunch. There's like usually the part the where they're all listening. They're listening to uh, the Beastie Boys. Yeah. And stuff, and and I know people liked it, but it's also like, well, they the Beastie Boys have a song about Spock. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, there. So, uh, how does that they, work in the universe? Why not? <laughs> because Spock's because, named after the song. 
yeah <laughs> or, or something or something to that no, i mean i mean it you can have fun with it right i mean yeah. the best that the wasn't best, one of my favorites the the best the best i mean everybody will say wrath of khan but star trek 4 the voyage home is also a really really successful star trek movie and it was fun because you put the star trek guys in the modern world that's the one right. i like i went oh, and saw right. it recently they showed it at a special showing and we went and saw it yeah it's fun yeah, that's a, that's one of my. I actually think I might have seen that in theaters when it first came out back in like the eighties. Yeah, no, it it it's okay. So so like a kid. So so for for us for for you kids out there, kind of wondering what we're talking about. Yeah, Wrath of Khan is the big Star Trek movie. It's the best successful yeah. of all of them, right? Next Generation really didn't have a good movie outside of maybe First Contact. First Contact's okay, but um, but uh, but outside of that one, um. The best two movies are, you know, Wrath of Khan. That one's really well done, and Voyage Home. Voyage Home is a light-hearted, a light-hearted at like like issue, and they have to go do some, go back to the past and make some things happen, and that's a really cool idea. That's a really, really, really cool idea, and they had fun with it. And that's yeah, you don't need a serious story to have a, to tell a good one. You can you can you. Like writing wise, I don't know. Like, are do you read novels? I, I, Mr. Tover, do you read any novels at all at this point? Yeah, I, I mean, I used to when I was a, when I was younger. I used to read all the time. I was a prolific reader back in the day. What'd you read? I read everything I get my hands on. I would read, you know, classics. I'd read H.P. Lovecraft. I would read Robert Jordan. I was really into Robert Jordan. I got into him through Conan because he was doing Conan, and then I got into his Wheel of Time series. Love his Wheel of Time. I love Tolkien. I read all the I read all the fantasy stuff. I was super into fantasy. Asimov, Isaac Asimov. Yep. I'm in the same vein as Star Trek. So I was a nerd. I read everything. I was like, I... <laughs> who's your favorite? Who was your favorite? Jordan, My favorite. You, you said Jordan. I think it was Jordan. I really was into stuff. I even read his Conan novels, as cheesy as they were. Yeah, no. I mean, he's not bad. No, it, they they were again. You're writing Conan. Conan. Conan's really one story. He, yeah, he he comes into a place he probably shouldn't be in, gets into some kind of trouble. He's either has to do something something heroic to get out of situation. If he's with a gal, he's usually he ends up usually with her, and then she dies. Usually, not always, but usually, almost always though. Uh, yeah, like, almost always, almost always. And then 7%. when it's over, except except for there's a couple exa- exceptions to that, but except and then. Once he does all this stuff, he comes back, goes back to the place he probably shouldn't have gone to to begin with, loses everything he got from the quest, and then he has to go somewhere else and start all, 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 yeah. And it's every Conan story. It's it's all almost like a, like westerns. Oh, kind of, yeah. No, it's, it's like a cowboy, but it's in the, it's in the hyperborean age they call it. Well, yeah, they, they 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 could be a little nastier and meaner, and 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 Conan Conan isn't necessarily a. Is Conan a good person? That's a debate. But the thing about Conan, but the thing about Conan is he does have a sense of honor. Yeah. And because he has a sense of honor, he he always like he, he he's and the fact that he's 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 honorable and he's brave. He'll fight anything. That's the thing about him. That's that's the that's the best slash worst quality about him is he'll fight anything. Yeah. And 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 you gotta admire. You have to admire that kind of uh, that kind of bravado, for lack of a better term. And um, so he he uh, 
he uh so that's 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 the appeal but once you read there's some really good conan stories but once you read the best ones right once you read the best ones it's like uh uh because there's only some there's only so much of that you can read in one sitting but if you're he not, had a formula like you were saying he had a formula so it gets repetitive well but again it's what people come to expect the original right? writer right right it's what people come to expect so yeah. so when people come to expect these things from you it, it, it what happens is okay you, you're servicing the fans so if you're someone like robert jordan or somebody like like jim zub is doing the conan for titan books right now in in uh yeah. right you're gonna give the people what they want the only thing you got the only thing you really have to figure out is what's my own spin on it like like that that's really what it comes down to i did some i did someone i played with someone's like creative universe a year ago and it was fun but i was like okay I had I had to come up with a story that was really 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 fun, right? And I came up with something that I thought that was kind of neat and interesting and kind of fun. Maybe a little, maybe a little too big for the uh, uh, eight pages I was given. Slightly too big, only slightly, <laughs> right? Um, and probably should have been a nine page story instead of an eight page story, but I figured out a way to cut it down. We had a yeah. good time. I had a good time writing it, but I knew what the care I like. They weren't my characters, so I had I had to play with them in a way that kind of made sense, right? And I, what's the story I could tell with these characters? Because I, I think they're all they're both very interesting, and and it's one of those things where I just kind of made so. But again, I had to ask stuff. I had to ask, can I do this? Can I do this? What can't I do? That's a big part of that's a big part of like a a, a property like Conan is there's certain expectations that come with it. So when Jordan yeah. wrote it, it was like, I'm just going to have fun. Fuck, this is just... They were pretty good, I thought, when I was a kid. I really enjoyed them. And I got it's into a... Wheel of Time because of it. And Wheel of Time is... we, we used to have a lot of credence, but... Oh, it still, it still does. People respect yeah. it. People... Look, look, the fact of the matter is... It kind of is... got passed up by uh, the one that had the TV show on HBO. No. Game of Thrones. Everyone seems the Game of Thrones now. No. I, I, no. I disagree. I, I, disagree I never read. You. I never read. I never read Game of Thrones. I only watched the show. Game of Thrones is the first three books are amazing. They yeah, are, they are incredibly good. Um, fourth book's okay. I read all the Wheel of Time books. I was really into them as a kid. So no, I, I, I I've seen Wheel of Time anyway. <laughs> what? What? No, but they Wheel of Time. If you were probably to ask a fantasy person what's better, they would probably argue. They, they would argue the Wheel because the Wheel of Time also not only did it was it Jordan's like magnum opus? It's the reason Brandon Sanderson's career is where it's at right now. Have you read Sanderson at all? I'm not sure. Have you ever Mistborn? No, I haven't. He, so if you read, so if you like Wheel of Time, I'm gonna make this recommendation to you right now. Uh, there's a series called Mistborn. At least the first three books, read them. I'll add them to my reading list. What? I said, I'll add them to the reading list. If you're a Robert Jordan fan, the first three books especially are a big homage to Jordan. They are a huge homage to Jordan. Yeah. It's part. It's why Sanderson was able to write the last three books because of what he did there. Because he's in their fan, like the world building Sanderson does. He's almost like he took what Jordan did and took it to another level. And yeah. He's prolific and great writer. He's probably the best. 
He's one of the best. If you like that style of fantasy, he's probably one of the best that does that currently. Him, Sarah Maz does a really good job of that. Um, I'm a big Fonda Lee fan myself, right? Um, but I mean, there's there's good stuff like even today. I would say that Martin's Game of Thrones, what people still think, I, I think in my honest opinion, his best writing was a book called Tough Voyaging way back in the 80s. It's one of my, it's I my remember- favorite. The one the only one I read of his was uh was the Wild Cards. They're they're an anthology series, but he doesn't write them all of them. He only oh, okay. edit, he edits them. Like he like like Wild Cards. I mean, you might have wrote them, like depending on when you wrote read read them. Like the early ones, I think he wrote. Probably the early ones. Yeah, yeah, he wrote, he wrote the early ones. But I think the later like the later ones, he he edits them. He doesn't write them, right? Yeah. So, um. You know, he's just like he's written five books of the of a seven book series. He never finished Game of Thrones. I know it's still not finished, right? He's got <laughs> he's done five. Five of the books have come out. So we got, and I don't know if we'll ever see six. We might see six. He's been working on it for so long. I I would like to think, fingers crossed, he's close. But I'm not holding my breath. I hope on he it. is. I hope he is close. Yeah, and you know, I read a lot of Stephen King as a kid. I actually probably read mo- mostly Stephen King when I was a kid because he was a big writer back then. Still is. Yeah. And Still I read all, uh, The Gunslinger, The Dark yep. Tower. It's my favorite series. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I finished, me too. Yeah, I finished it. I finished. I don't know. Did you finish the series? I finished it. I have first printings of uh, all the books all the way to the last one. I got the last I'm, one. I'm, I'm a little out. jealous. Do you know what the first printings of the first three books are worth? Are they worth a lot of money? I hope they're in good condition still. If <laughs> yeah, the first the first book, first printing, is like a grand. Oh, okay. Well, I got it. It's safe. Yeah. <laughs> I got them when they came out. Yeah, I got all I uh, all no, if, if you can find if you can find them, like I would I would I like a I, I would love a hardcover set of that myself again. No. I, um just that's my favorite Stephen King stuff, that Dark Tower. I don't I have winter. Yeah, I loved it. It made me cry. It was really good. Probably my, hmm. I still would put the Wheel of Time above it, but I got to give Stephen King credit. He, that I mean, I haven't felt that way about any fantasy series. And that's a credit to King. That's an honest credit yeah. to King. So, um, no, man. I mean, if you're, if you're in, if you're writing, creating, I'm, like I, I have found like I gave up. So I for me doing what I'm doing, I've given up television. Right. Yeah. I actually, I'm actually kind of grateful that I've given up television. And it seems like it's a mess today. So, <laughs> um, so the more the more I stay away from it, the better. I do some video gaming still, but not a lot. And I mean, this is this is what I'm watching right now. What are you watching right now? Fringe. Oh, Fringe was good. I remember watching that when it when it came out. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it though. I have the entire series, so my goal is before the spring to finish it. That was J.J. Abrams as well, right? I think he so. produced it. Maybe I don't no, know. JJ, it was, he was a producer on it. I don't know if yeah. he was the guy running the show. Uh, that could be. I'm just looking at this. It looks like Alex Kirksman was the guy. Oh, yeah, Alex Kirksman. Did the work. From the, he did Superman for a while. Yeah, he so. had trouble. He booted him from it. Yeah, so but Friends he's pretty good though. Yeah, Warner's just Warner Brothers is just a mess when it comes to live action for some reason. Sure. <laughs> They're just a mess, man. 
They're a mess, Warner Brothers. They do good animation. They do great yeah, animation. They do animation. I think structurally they're a mess. I don't know what's going on with them right now. All right, no one does. They just no sold the Discovery. They sold the Discovery about a year ago, and then now they might sell the Paramount. Yep. So. Yep. It, it it that's the way it goes, right? Big company like media companies are are buying each other up, big big and small. So yeah. there's going to be, there's there's going to be there's going to be like three media companies, three internet stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's like. Yay, oligopolies. All right, so. I, I don't think Discovery was the best person to buy it because they were, I don't think they know what to do with it. I don't think they understand IPs and stuff like that because they're mainly a documentary company and educational. And so I think they got into a lot of a mess. They didn't really understand what they're oh, doing. I, I don't know. Like you, They I, fired a lot of good people. So. That's but that's part of what happens. That's that's happens when a merger happens, though. Like yeah. every merger, every merger that exists. I mean, this is the reality: is it takes them about two years. But after about two years, they go through a whole period of okay, what's the redundancies in there? And there's good people. Let's say there's a good person yeah. in your your brand, and there's a good person over here. Well, they're probably going to keep their person because the person's been there, right? unless yeah. unless that person on the other side's super special, right? I mean, super special. So, Disney, they kept everybody when they bought Marvel. They kept almost everybody for the like couple but, of years. But but Disney did it differently. But what Disney yeah. does is they buy they buy the properties, they get someone to oversee it, and then they leave it alone, right? Yeah. Which is which isn't a bad way to do business. Although they although I think with the way Marvel's kind of been going for the last little bit, I don't know if they're, they're regretting that a little bit. Who knows? Um, in terms of their numbers, but. Um. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those things. Like, like I I do think the superhero movie has cooled down big time in terms of being a guaranteed success. It's no longer that. Yeah. Um. They have, to, but I also think I also think that Marvel, the Marvel studio right now, is missing tension in their storytelling. I don't feel like there's a there was a big like you knew there was an impending threat of Thanos coming to kick everybody's ass. They don't really have that right now, and that's kind of the whole. No. That's kind of the whole deal, and um, they, they, again, so Disney, so Disney's in a very strange place. So is uh, that it, well, Marvel's in a strange place. Disney's fine, but Marvel's yeah, just kind of funny. Yeah, right. Uh, but but Disney's but Disney has always taken a hands off approach unless that property really stops making money. Like if you look at Star Wars in terms of the movies. After the the rise of the Skywalker came out, which I'll be honest was a hot mess, right? Right. Yeah. Was a hot mess. Um, they 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 took a step back from movies because they realized that okay, we can't keep pushing this like we've been doing, right? The Mandalorian, the the Mandalorian's been successful for them. They've done some other things that have been successful for them recently. But it hasn't been the same. It hasn't been the same deal, right? It was. It was when they started, and they know this. They absolutely do know this, and so they kind of are taking a step back and they've recalibrated. Star Wars. They seem to be more focused on making Ashoka looks really good. Right. Right. 
I'll watch it probably in 2028 at the rate I'm going, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but it looks good, and and the thing is, um, they have they have some cool concepts that they've been playing with and developing, and having a good time with. So, but they've been focusing it as TV content or streaming content, not move big movies. They're not. They're not. They're not. I hear Ray. They're going to have a, a movie featuring Ray again. In the not too distant future, I'll be curious. I I probably will go see that just because I'm genuinely curious what they do with her going forward. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I I just think that uh, um, I just think that uh, they Disney's just Disney has a very hands off approach. I think it's because they're so big, they're so big that I don't know if they could actually if if they did a merger with everything they had. That'd be a nightmare. Like that would yeah, just be a giant. Yeah. So it's better to, to keep it delegated, right? So, but Warner Discovery, like Warner Discovery, are are a much smaller entity than Disney. Yeah. So if you're if you're a smaller entity, you're trying you're trying to you're trying to be as efficient as possible with what you're doing. So when you do these mergers, they take they take time to really 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 set in. Once they're in. I mean, heck, look at look at uh, look at WWE and and UFC with the Endeavor merger. Yeah. Right. Found recently. Well, it, you're going to see changes in WWE for the next, probably for the next year. You're not going to look, look, know what WWE as a final product is going to look like, probably until 2026. Right. Post the, the entire post Vince McMahon era of the company. What it's what's what it's going to look like what it's going to endeavor, no pun intended, endeavor, <laughs> entail, all that stuff. Like you're not going to know because again, they're a smaller company trying to make money in a way that, that involves efficiency and they've laid off a shit ton of people. Right. Yeah. They got rid of a lot of people have, because again, there's redundancy. Some people left. Some people left. Sure. Some people are leaving. But so, but at the same time, like that, that's where we're at, right? Like that's that is where we're at. That's 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 what happens. It's part of. I mean, I don't want to sound like a callous asshole, although I probably some people do sound like a callous asshole. But it's the nature. Like if you have three people doing the same job, right? When they used to be three different companies, that made sense. But right, but if it's three people doing the exact same job and you only need one person to do it, maybe two someone's gonna go yeah right it's unfortunate right. yeah well, well we'll see what they do with it we'll see if paramount buys it it would be interesting i don't, they don't like gonna... superheroes though what? Paramount, paramount's super against superhero stuff they don't like any superhero stuff that's fine that 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 but actually not be seeing too many more you know as many uh superhero movies from warner brothers well that maybe if they buy it or maybe they might just say hey you know what give us a plan because lord yeah. knows they need one give us a fucking plan <laughs> right i mean that's why uh what's the guy's name kevin dunn i think no not done no i'm thinking something else uh who the heck's the guy that did guardians of the galaxy james gunn yeah james gunn okay so james gunn that's why he's in the warner brothers right now he's trying to fix create some kind of live action whatever and it's 
and in one sense, it's too bad because I think um, I'm looking at guys like Henry Cavall, who who played a great Superman. I think Gal Gadot. She's she's a great Wonder Woman. Like she definitely looks the part, right? I don't know. I I mean, she she definitely looks the part. And that was my favorite of the films was the Wonder Woman out of the Jack Zack Snyder connected universe movies. Oh no! Oh no! no, The first the the first Wonder Woman movie is pretty good. The first one's pretty good. I was surprised it was that accurate to the comics. You know, they took some liberties with it. It was still pretty accurate to the comics, though. It was fun. It was a fun yeah. one. I, I, my favorite besides her was Shazam. I didn't see Shazam yet, but I will. It's silly. It's still the good fun. Yeah. It's silly goofball fun. And the guy that plays that is in there was also on the show Chuck. Yeah, so, I, was uh, I was in Chuck. Yeah. So, and, and Chuck was, Chuck I, is a silly concept of a, of a show. Shazam's a silly concept of a superhero, but that's why it worked. Part of the reason why it works so well. It's like he's the right guy to play that. So, they had some good stuff. It's just, I, th- I, I think, I think DC films rightly, right, rightly or wrongly just got a really big stink and Marvel did a good yeah. job avoiding that. And, but I think, Mar- I think, I think Marvel just creating this massive giant story. Um, once they finish it, it's like, well, now what do we do? And sometimes they've been good. I've enjoyed, right. Got Miss Marvel. Sometimes though you get the Eternals and you just go, shrug. <laughs> yeah, just shrug. Well, you know, once I think it's happened to a lot of people. Once they defeated Thanos, I was satisfied. I don't need to see no more Marvel movies. You know, I took it on them, but it was like, oh, they beat Thanos. I'm good. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, you have to, you have to pay off that story. I mean, shit. Yeah. But uh, but also, I mean, when you look at it in a poet, like in hindsight. That's a lot of time to one story. I, I think, yeah. I think, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's an amazing feat they did that, legit. I, I don't know I want to ever see that again from any movie cinema company ever There's a again. lot of time and effort to put in, to, as fans, to put into the movies to watch them all. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think the more amazing thing is how it had to work out. Okay, like, like how it legit had to work out. You had Robert Downey Jr. at the beginning to Endgame, from Iron Man to Endgame, and you had to keep all these actors in place in this yeah. company while this was playing out, and and that's amazing. Like that is a feat unto itself, because no yeah. one died, no one got like, no one died, no one got hurt, no one quit, no one like that in itself. They switched is, War Machine. Yeah. They did switch War Machine, though. Okay. But, I mean, that's <laughs> considering how many pieces could have fallen apart. Yeah. That's an amazing accomplishment, right? And I, I take my hat off to the stu- that studio because I don't know. They did a great job. Yeah. That, that, that's, that is a feat you must respect. But at the same time, I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm satisfied with what they did. I don't need to watch another. Oh, I, I, I don't mind. I, I, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy three last year. That was one of the one of the few movies I watched. I it was worth watching. I got to see that little yeah. payoff. I, I actually think going back to like character driven and my character driven like a story about people we can relate to and connect to, and and, and build a nice little story with all of them. 
is a cool idea, is a really, really, really cool idea. But the beautiful thing about that is that's three movies tops. And I would, that, yeah. that's what I want. I don't want big arcs. I'm, I'm not going to sit my ass in the theater that much ever again. Right. Unless I have kids someday and go, daddy, I want to go see this movie. I'll be like, okay, I'll do it for you. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'm not doing it for me. Cause I don't want to be here, but I'll, I'll do it for you. Okay. And, uh, that might sound very, uh, that might sound very, very, how do I put this? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, life's too short to be sitting all that time on the couch. It just really is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I was going to ask you, did you see the Wheel of Time TV show? It's on my list. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I ha- No, I have a prime. I'm on Twitch, right? So, hey, all my Twitch overlords or my, my, my Amazon overlords. Anyone that watching this, listening to this, probably getting a bit of a chuckle. But uh, that all said, that all said, right, with the whole process of, like doing is doing this is i have access to it i want to finish the boys at some point but I, again i don't watch too much television so it, i have to put the time in I, right i'd rather put the time in video games more often than not so yeah. what what i gotta do what i what i'm what i'm going to try to do a little bit more I, I, one of my goals this year is to get off this a little bit more than I have. I've started doing it a little bit towards the end of last year. Um, get away from this, do more other things because I'd rather do more other things. Again, it's a weird balance because I need the stupid thing because of what I do. Yeah. Right. I feel but, you. But, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to limit my time. I'm going to limit my time on that. I'm going to fo- try to focus on things that actually matter more we'll see how i do but that's kind of like a personal thing um i might craft some more television time doing it that way but i'm not again it's not i i i it's an, it's interesting to me i will watch people uh on my feed talk about shows they like that are indies and rarely talk about indies they like i'm like huh I don't need to hear about this show everybody's watching. Tell me what you, yeah. I, I, I just, just tell me what you really like right now. Right? Like you, you, like I know right now, your daughter is your big, your big uh, um, project in terms of, I'm going to watch ex, extracurricular entertainment. I get a kick out of watching my daughter perform. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, but besides her, I mean, I mean, promoting other people is always a good thing. And it's something I, I've made a conscious effort to do. Part of the reason the show exists. Yeah, but, I, we appreciate it. Yes, part of the reason. Part uh, Right, so I, I, I can't say it's the whole reason, but it's definitely part of it. So yeah, it, it's it's one of those things I look at honestly and go, I want to see more of that. I don't want to hear about a popular, popular TV show so much. Unless you really love it. If you really love it, cool. But please love it. I don't want to hear it. If you just don't, if you, if you're just like doing, I oh, watch the show. It's okay. Why, why, why'd you watch the show? If it's just okay. Just, just fuck it. Really love it. Or fuck, like get off the pot. It's kind of where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. Well, I, I love to hear what you think of the uh, wheel of time. When you, if you ever do watch it, I plan on it. it it's, it's my favorite. It was my first fantasy series actually. Yeah. Was the wheel of time. So I expect it to be different. I, the first season I expected it to be very different. But again, much like anything else, I've, this is what I've heard. The first season's meh. 
but the second season is really good. <laughs> You're like, I'll let you decide. <laughs> okay. The I was kind of the opposite. I yeah. think people think that out the second season because it had more action. They're like, oh, action. Uh, I need more than just action. So, no. I don't. I thought both seasons were. I don't want to ruin it for you, but they were. They were decent. I think they could have been better, but they were decent. Like they didn't poop all over Robert Jordan, but they didn't. No, no. But again, <laughs> it's it's especially a book like that. That's hard. Like like like. There are definitely pages of the Wheel of Time you could just cut for the sake of yeah. just cutting, because he would describe the falling of a leaf. He did it. He actually did that in one scene. It was just like, this is not that interesting to me. I'm glad you do. <laughs> right? I, 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 and I get it. He's like Jordan was good. That was why it's like okay, I'll read. Yeah. I'll read through this anyway. God damn! Like, why did you put this here? Right? <laughs> um, and and you can you can get away with some like 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 if they ever get to like book 10 i don't know how how far into the wheel of time they're gonna go but they ever get to book 10 i'm gonna be very curious how they do it i hope they do more i hope they do more i won't give you any spoilers but i hope they do more i thought it was decent it only had two seasons i usually think shows don't really get good until their third season well, so. the thing is, they got sixteen books of material, so I don't know how far no, they get. No, they didn't get too. I won't tell you, but they didn't get super far. But uh, did, did they know. get to the? Did they get to the Great Hunt? Like, like that's the only thing I'm gonna ask. I can't remember the horn. The quest for the, the horn. horn. Oh, I don't want to give it away. No, 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 no. It, it's not a giveaway. No, no. You telling me that is not it's a giveaway. Spoiler warning for uh, everyone watching. Yeah, they get to the horn. Okay, so first two books, that's fine. That that's yeah, where I expect each season is book basically. If it's a season, yeah, they're gonna have to figure. Like, I'm gonna be very yeah. curious when they get to like, they can do that for the first five, no problem. But I really hope they like 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 six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm hoping they they make that just two seasons because a lot yeah. of that there are things you need, but it's not as much as like I I wanted. <laughs> Like, 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 at the middle of the Wheel of Time is hard. It really, really is. The middle of it can be quite hard in some spots. The end is amazing. It's, it's like what he built, like the payoffs of all that stuff was incredibly well thought out. Like, he, like, like, I got to give him credit where credit is due. But yeah. He, well, you might yeah. like it. Too. You might enjoy it. You might yeah. enjoy it. I thought it was decent. I didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't, I, I watched it all the way through. So I didn't, I, I didn't love it, but I liked it enough to watch all the way through. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, like like even if it was terrible, I'd watch it all the way through. I'm a real time <laughs> guy. I, I mean, I am. Um, yeah, I guess I probably would too. But I thought it was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. I thought the, the it was well casted and it was well directed like, and it had a budget. So so you know, and they tried to be as faithful as they could with the time and budget that they had. So. Well, that's just it, right? Television. It's a hard just... thing to adapt. Like it's like like sixteen books. Each of the books are hella thick. It's really a hard thing to adapt to 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 TV, you know. And you also like 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 you got work with we got work with what you have with television too. Television's a yeah. different medium than a book. I don't like I I know. Are they true to the story? That's the only thing I care about. If they're true to the story, 
I'll give him a lot more leeway because I yeah, understand that there's, a, that, that there's a, there are, there's just some things you can't do. You can't do in tele, tele, that you can't do in television. There's just some things. Other things, other things. Yeah. It's, it's one of those deals where you look at it and go, mm. like that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's, it's like, because it's when they butcher the concept of the story completely that it sucks. Like it absolutely sucks. Yeah. Did you ever they watch tried this? their best to stick with what is in the book, but you'll see it. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, again, they can't, they can't, if Moraine's the main character in the first season, which is what I expect them that they would do, because that, that yeah. makes the most sense. You can't do it quite like you did with the books. There's no way because Moraine, yeah. Moraine's a different. Like you see, part of Moraine's um, appeal in the first season was her mystery. She was a good guy, but there's she was like the wizard. The part of her power was her mystery, and even throughout her entire arc in the first five, the first five books of the series, right in the first five books, that yeah. was part of her character. But you're seeing it from Rand's point of view, Parent's point of view, Matt's point of view, Egwene's point of view, Minnie's point of view. You don't see Moraine's, which, which, uh, that's the thing, right? Like you have to, you have to. Um, if, so if you're going to do it from Moraine's point of view, which makes the most sense, at least for season one. I don't know about season two, but for season one, that would make the most sense as a television show. You'd have to make some significant changes. You'd have to, yeah. And that's and if I'm right about that, if I'm right, then that's probably what they did. I can see why they did it that way, and it's like, okay, right. And then eventually, eventually, you shift over to Rand, Matt, and Perrin as their characters get more developed. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I expect. I could be wrong. That's what I expect. Right. <laughs> I'll let you watch it, so I don't want to. I don't want to uh, yeah, color okay. your perspective okay. before you watch it. Yeah, that's but but folks, not even seeing it. That's my guess. Yeah. Did you see the? You're not watching a lot of TV, but did you see the uh, the Lord of the Rings show they did? I wouldn't waste my time with it. <laughs> I just. I got, I got to be like, for me, I'm very picky and choosy. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you the shows I would watch if I, if I had a little bit more time regularly. Yeah. Harley Quinn for HBO. That's awesome. That was good. That was good. Spy X Family. I haven't seen it. I, I hear it's good though. It, it's hilarious. It's, 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 it's almost acts coffishly bad on purpose in spots, <laughs> but the, the caveat is just so outlandishly awesome and anybody that's listened to, to every like i'm a big i read i'm reading the manga like i actually like when the new one comes out i buy it like on site i don't care it is that good so i'll watch that show um the boys i enjoy the boys i think the boys boys is, is, good. Boys is really solid i want also there's a slot for the wheel of time and i may try i may try to get my hands on castlevania Oh yeah, you know I started watching Castlevania. It's decent. I liked it. I didn't yep. finish it though. I keep forgetting that it's on. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 the only other one. So that's my they list. They had like a long hiatus at one point, right? It, it, yeah, pandemic. Yeah, and I pandemic. forgot they were making it. Still, I thought it was over, and then they were like, yeah. "Oh, there's new Castlevania," so I haven't caught up. 
Yeah. So, so, so to put this all in perspective, to put this all in perspective for you, right? That's it. Like two yeah. incredibly silly shows, two incredibly silly shows. One, there, one somewhere in the middle, and then a couple like Castlevania is a serious show, and uh, The Boys is a serious show, even though it's got a lot of com- like dark comedy in there. Um, yeah, right. It's a lot darker, buddy. Well, it has to. Well, it has to. Like, like this is about. I mean, this is about some some pretty heavy shit, and the show's better than the comic. It. Yeah, no, we talked about it before. I definitely think that too. I wasn't. I liked the comic, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. But the show, I love. I love yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. It, the show took what the comic built and made it really, really good. So yeah. that's it. That's what I'm watching in the present day. Notice a lot of things that are not on that list. And there's a lot of good things to watch. Though. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of good. Well, well the thing is, I, I'm not saying that there isn't a lot of good things out there. But I roll a dex. Like for example, if I have a friend that has a movie come out, I go watch my friend's movie. Yeah. Right. I, I will. I will do that because it's my friend. And even if I'm not a fan of the genre, I will give it a shot. That, that That's how I look at it. And um, that's, that's the extra time I clock in. If I start watching every single show on television, I, 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 I won't have time for anything else. And as is, I probably probably play too many video games. Yeah, so, so, I don't play too many video games. Yeah. <laughs> What are you, are you playing anything right now? I only like play old games. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm old school. I play all the old games. What, what what's your favorite? And when I say old, I mean like on the NES. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your favorite, man? Uh, you know, I was re- always really into uh, I, Pac-Man and Tetris, and but you know, the game I play the most is any Street Fighter game, any Street Fighter, any Mortal Kombat, even the new ones. I'll play those. I have I I got to play the new one. For the first time at San Diego Comic Con last year, I'm not good anymore. Once upon a time, no, I'm not. It, it's a different system. I have. You to know get... what? They changed the combos. Well, no, no, they no. They changed no. the it, combos on Street Fighter. No, they, not only that. Well, they changed the feeling. Like some, some of the old yeah. stuff. Like some of the old mechanics are still in the game. Some of the old mechanics are still in, but I would have to put in some real time to get good at it again, and I'm not sure I want to. Like there, there yeah. like I've had my, there was a time, there was a time, no one could beat me in a fighting game, no one, right? There was. Yeah. Now, now, everybody can beat me, and you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. I would rather, at this point in my life, if I'm doing something for fun, I, I play Commander and Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm happy playing Commander. I'll get hours of fun that way. I, I, I keep my brain sharp when I play that game. So yeah, like I'll, I'll play that. I, I won't play. Um, yeah, I just like I, I, at this point. I, at this point in my life, I'm very. I have to really like you to hang out with you. I mean, I'm I'm into this like. I'm I'm willing. I'm open to anything, but if I'm willing, putting time into you, I want to spend time with you. And if I'm putting time into something, I believe in you. That's kind of where I'm at with the people. And if I find that 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 isn't reciprocated, I walk away. That's just, that's just, it. I, I, there's a really simple boundary there. I don't have the time to waste anymore. And I think, I think that's what happens when you get to middle age is you just realize like, you know what? I got maybe another 20 years of being productive. Now, if I take care of myself, maybe 30, right? If I yeah. take care of myself, 20, 30 years, I got 20, 30 years of like 
being in the doing cool shit. After that, uh, I'm going to be fishing and drunk, probably on a pier somewhere, <laughs> and because I won't be able to do as much. Or maybe I'll maybe I'll be one of those guys in his 80s and 90s going, you know what? I'm just going to do it all. I might need big long naps afterwards. I don't give a yeah. shit. Right. So I'm going to do stuff as long as I can. Well, yeah, that's it. Right. But that's, but that's it. But I'm not wasting time. Like the one thing I refuse to do at this point in my life is waste time. So I knew I need times to take a break. Like I, like it's true, but reading books is paramount for what I do. So that's a, that's my number one hobby, quote unquote hobbies, as much work as anything else. Number two, if I'm not reading, I, I, I enjoy the storytelling of video games better than I enjoy the storytelling of television. So that's my second choice. And then television or video or whatever is my third choice. And that's it. Like it, it, it's yeah. that, like I just, and, and I, and the more, and the lower on the priority list you are, the less time I have for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, right. It's just that's just that's just it. Like I'll cro- I'll carve it if I know it's I I need to, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to do it. I mean, the only other thing I will watch regularly is at this point AEW wrestling. That's it. Okay. Right. I enjoy I enjoy the I enjoy the. It's it feels more like an old school wrestling form. I don't mind WWE at this point, but I'm much more a I'm much more an AEW fan at this point in time. I so, haven't watched either in months. I mean, I watched CM Punk come back to both, you know, <laughs> within a four month span. Well, it, 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 yeah, Punk's in, in it. Punk's so I watched in, that, but <laughs> I would watch WWE if they pulled the trigger on CM Punk versus Cody. Which I I hope that's what they're planning, but I haven't been watching. I only watched him come back, give his little speech. That's about it. Uh, it's going to be Rollins first. I think Rollins is the right yeah. first guy for him. I, I I whatever you might think of Seth Rollins is probably one of the best performers in the world. All to, like right now, I, I give it to him. Right, he he he's at his apex. He knows how to manipulate a crowd. I actually enjoy his stuff a lot more than I enjoy anything Roman's doing right now. Yeah. Or right. I enjoy Randy Orton, but I'm enjoying Randy Orton in the sense that he has he is the veteran legend of the roster. He's oddly yeah. the Undertaker of the WWE. I was gonna say, right he's, now. he's taking the place of the Undertaker. Yeah, he he's the Undertaker role in the in the company now. And that's I think that's yeah, really he's cool. The, that, the old vet. That's, that's that's a good that's a good place for him. But and Cody's does great, and Cody's good. But the thing is, the reality of the situation is, um, Cody and Punk is, I think, real money because the way I look at it is, what CM Punk talked about being, Cody did. And when he went yeah. back to WWE, it was because he had done everything he set out to do. And WWE was more than happy to take him back. The impression I get with Punk is they're taking them back, but eh. it's not yeah. as uh, it's not as um, I feel like Punk came back to WWE with his tail between his legs. I feel Cody came back to WWE kind of like the conquering hero. So yeah. I think I all right because I think Cody wasn't it wasn't a matter of him. It wasn't a matter of him. 
he w- I don't think he wanted to leave AEW exactly, but I think he realized like everything that AEW needed him to be didn't need need him anymore. Yeah. So he, he kind of left on his own terms. He, yeah, that's the thing. He left Punk on, was kind of forced out. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the thing, right? That's the big difference between the two. So I think the real money for like the real money for CM Punk, honestly, is CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes and CM Punk being jealous that Cody was everything Punk wanted to be. Yeah. That's, I think that's a really interesting story. I think that is the best story you can tell with CM Punk and WWE. I think they should do that. I think they should. I think one of the problems he had at AEW was they made him a face, too much of a face. He should have been a heel. I mean, Punk was always more over as a heel anyways. You weren't going to boost CM Punk his first year back. I think it was actually right yeah. to keep him, keep him baby. Yeah, you know, you know, I think I'd do a long-term storyline, you know, eventually have him burn heel, you know. Well, I, I think, see, here's what I think. If if he hadn't gotten hurt, they would have turned him heel as champion. Oh, in AEW? Yeah, I think that's what yeah, the I initial think so plan. Too, yeah. I think that was the initial plan. I think, I yeah. think the big, I think the big problem. Um, he just got, they just had, a, they cut him too early. No, they, they, he, he was a, he imploded, like, like mentally he imploded. Like you, as a professional, just strictly speaking as a professional, you don't do what he did. Like you just don't, like you're not, if you're not, if you're serious about being a professional, I, I, the reason why he's leaving his tail tucked to, they had to fire him. They had no choice and I can't blame them for that. So. I, I look I look at him I look at him as um you know they have to fire him and there was no yeah. answer or buts about it. So but I think I do I think a heel punk run was coming. Yes, I do. I think that was the that was the initial plan when he when he um won the title. I mean I think he was gonna drop it to Max. I think Max was going to get his year long reign, but I also think that um um, in the process, he would have become the bad guy. I think the, yeah. I, I, that's what I think would have happened. That's not what did happen. I, I think, I think, um, I think, I think, uh, that, that was the point. Like his first year there was really good. It was just, he was, he was, it, but he had to be the baby face the first year. He had to be. They just never got around to doing that story. Never, they didn't have a chance. Like to be to be fair to AEW, I think they wanted to tell that story. Unfortunately, real life he, he did tell yeah. the story in real well, life. You know, now we're on the subject of CM Punk. I have a personal connection to the whole story because, as you know, I think we've talked about this before. I know Jack Perry. Yeah. Oh. Trained together. Okay. So you know. So you know the. Okay. Uh, I trained I, with Jack for a number of years at PWR. Yeah, so he might not remember, but I think he does. Oh, sure, he'd remember you if you were if you were there for years. He'd remember you, right? Yeah, but um, but it, I, I'm not saying he necessarily cares. I don't know what the, your relationship with him was actually like, but he'd remember. Not good, but yeah. I don't have anything against him. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, it's fair. It's fair. If you don't have it, you don't have like that's just right. So. I'll give my honest opinion on the whole situation. I think he was the troublemaker. I think he, I think 
he was do doing it. stupid shit that he picked up on the yarder shows down here. He did all these yarder shows down here where they use real glass and they do stupid, dangerous, dumb stuff you shouldn't be doing on a live show with other people. Well, I while I do agree with that, and I'm gonna say this too: he, the same people pushed, and it's I find it ironic because the same, basically the same stupid shit they got me pushed out of wrestling, got CM Punk pushed out of wrestling. So, but but same but, people, but but I well, he didn't get pushed out of wrestling. I just think. Well, yeah, he's it, in WWE now, so he's fine. But but but, but also <laughs> but also I I would look at it like this. I okay as far as. Use so, for folks. What we're talking about here is using real props and doing stunt work. Isn't always the smartest thing to do. No, no, it right. And I, if I were, if I were in management of that company, I would be making a lot harder stance on some of that stuff. Because while some guys seem to know what they're doing to to an extent, i.e., Darby Allen flip side is that is dangerous and it does cost you money to rehab these guys so yeah right well, the thing about real glass too is that it's very hard to see so that say you have a match and you and your partner you both agree you're going to use real glass that's fine use your guys' lives but the next guy might go out there and get stuck with a piece of glass no it happens it does yeah it, it, like, and they're like, like, i don't want to get stuck with a piece of glass and i like jack but I think it was a dumb decision. I like Jack. I think he's a great kid. Oh, 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 but but here's the thing. Like I I think the I I I don't think I do think you know Perry. That I, if you want my full personal opinion, <laughs> Perry like I Perry did a very stupid thing. I'm not going to deny it. But I also think Punk wasn't in a place to tell him it was a stupid thing. There is something yeah, that there is that, right right, and that's the thing. Like like. In in this particular situation, right? If like I and I, I've heard stories about this about Punk is he'll try to be a leader in a situation where he's not he not necessarily has the credibility to do so, yeah. and right. So he takes but charge. Kind of what I'm saying though, because it's like he and his partner they have a match. They can use glass, but that glass is still going to be out there when you go out there. And oh no, no, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. So. I'm not. Again, I'm, that's not. That's not where I I'm following. Oh, okay. you. What I'm saying <laughs> is okay. Again. This is, I'm not saying Jack Perry was right. What I'm yeah. saying is, was Punk the guy? Is if Punk is the guy going up to him, hey, you shouldn't do that. Why is Punk the guy going up to him, hey, you shouldn't do that? Why isn't that someone in management? Why isn't that someone in the company that is his boss telling him, you can't do this shit? That's what it yeah. should have been. Probably should have been. No, no, it should have been 100%, yeah. right? It shouldn't have been Punk. Now, did Punk have a point? Sure. But it also means this. You're not waiting for the guy when he gets into the dressing room to pick a fight with him afterwards either. Right? Yeah. You're not doing that. You're, you, right? At that point, you get an adult. You go get management. You go, hey, well, that's listen. That's why they fired CM Punk, though. That is why they fired him. So No, no, no. They fired him because he got into a fight with him in the back. That's what I'm saying. They got into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. So who's fault? That one, that one isn't. Perry's fault as much as necessarily yeah. it was Punk's. Why is Punk waiting for him in the back? <laughs> right. That like, that's the thing, right? So, so I so when I look at it, when I look at it from that perspective, and also this is the same guy that started a fight with your executive vice presidents because he called them children in a public press conference right beside you. You're the boss. Yeah. So 
this guy is not this guy is not exactly coming like he might have been right about Perry. That's I'm not yeah. disputing that. Well, I agree. They probably they, they they had a situation where they had to let Punk go. Yeah, and, know, they had to yeah, let him go, whether you like Punk let, or not. Just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, and and Perry's going to get the benefit of the doubt. And this is the thing: Perry's going to get the benefit yeah. of the doubt because Punk's already fucked up for very similar things. So now, so yeah. now, so now, what do you do with him? Right now, what do you do with him? You, you have to fire him because this is the second time he's. And the other thing you got to look at too, you're trying to build a company around certain guys that are going to be there in five, six years, right? Yeah. Well, if you're going to build a company around those guys, are you going to worry about a guy you, well, is a big draw right now, isn't going to be there in two years. Yeah, he's going to be there in five, 10 years. Yeah, so. Maybe five, maybe in five years, but not most likely. Not not 10, probably not 10. So that's the thing. Like you look at it, like if you're looking at. Not with his injury rate. Because I know there's guys like the Undertaker who are there they're in their sixties or whatever, but not CM Punk. He's got too high of an injury rate. So I mean, that, that's 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 right. right? Like, you gotta look at that wear and tear bang. Like so, this is what I'm saying. Like I don't think Perry was right either. But at the same time, I'm not sure Punk's the guy that should be calling him out, especially after what has already happened. So yeah, so, I, I, I agree that they they had to let him go. But that's business. That's not the wrestling part. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like that's that's the thing, right? Like, like no. In terms of wrestler safety, like, like I completely agree with you. What what yeah. what Perry was doing was stupid, right? Like, was just completely stupid. Unless you're the last match on the show, not yeah. the pre-show. The if you're pre-show the last match, right, right. If you're the last match on the show, okay, maybe, 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 but not the first match. No, right? I think that was. That's really what the problem was. I don't think people realize that. It's yeah. The problem wasn't CM Punk being like, oh, you guys are going to hurt yourselves. He's thinking, you know, someone might go blind out there because there's a little tiny piece of glass gets in their eye or something that had, they weren't even in that match. Well, yeah. Well, like I said, you know? that, 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 that's the whole thing, right? You got to, again, you look at it, you got to look at it really, you got to look at it really, really clearly, right? There is. But it worked out for hurt. CM Punk anyway. <laughs> well, 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 for now, we'll see, we'll see if Punk yeah, lasts we'll there. Well, well like, I, like, I have an over personal inside over-under bet that it was in a year he's gone. I don't see him there long term. <clears throat> I just, I think, they only, I, I think they're probably planning to bring him in for a year anyways. I think it's like a... Uh, no? No. A last I, I, long, maybe. Two, no, three years, maybe. No, he, he's, he's a big draw when they're trying to negotiate TV rights. I know so. that, but like, Body wise, I don't know if he has that kind of last ability. I would assume Triple H or whoever's in charge now would kind of think, hmm, this guy's only gonna last two to five years more. I, that's I, not even that's not like an attack on punk. I just don't think that he he's pretty injury prone. Well, uh, again, personal no, I hope he's a part timer. I think he's better as a part time wrestler right Yeah, that might help. Career. Um, I, I, that's, that gives him more, that gives him more time, but yeah, no, but that's the whole thing. Like, like professionally speaking, I, I don't respect the man quite as much as I did a year ago. A year ago, I had a lot more respect for him. Yeah. Now I'm kind of looking at him and going, I wouldn't work with him just based on what I've seen. I wouldn't work with. 
Well, it's not. It's not even not. I just I wouldn't. I I I don't think like okay. WWE has the is giving him a chance because it's the nature. Of, it's the nature of their company too. They've given lots of guys second chance. Oh yeah, they brought back Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, so the, they, they brought they, back. Uh... So they have this. They have that track record. But I also know this. But they, but they again. Even though right now things might sound really good, there's a honeymoon phase. Blah 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 blah. They're going to. They are going. They they in the back of their heads. They're saying, if he implodes here, we're just going to cut him because they <laughs> they 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 they've dealt with this guy before. They kind of know kind of what they expect. So that's kind of how I see it. Um, do I think there's value in Punk long term, even as a coach or trainer? Maybe. Like he again, he's got a good mind for the business. But well, I think that they want his IP. They want to have CM Punk dolls, CM Punk shirts, CM Punk. There, whatever. Toys. But I, I think the interesting thing about the him going back to WWE is they didn't need him. Like this is actually this is this is the this is an inter- this is a really interesting thing. He's a nice to have, but considering how their business was, and this this is the other thing too, they're doing record business right now. Yeah, like record business. So they don't with the current roster of guys they got. The current roster of guys are are again. Seth is at the top of his class. Cody, we didn't mention Jay Uso or Randy. Like we mentioned Randy Orton, there's Jay Uso. They got up and cut. Like Kevin Owens is still solid. Sami Zayn's an amazing talent. Like they have, they're top of the card. Yeah, they're doing so good stuff over there. They're really good stuff. So they have a, an amazing top of the card. So it's not a perfect top of the card, but what they got's really good. And their women's division is amazing. So. They haven't outside of the fact that I, I think they need they need to figure figure out do something good with Rhea long term because she she's yeah. uh she reminds me of sensational Sherry when she was champion she had no one to work with when she became became champion yeah. um but the thing I know they're trying to save Becky and her until Rutmania but we'll see like they gotta give her something interesting in between I think but the whole the whole thing is um the whole the whole thing is with uh with like they're in a great spot punk was more beneficial to aew when he came in than he was to wwe going back yeah that was a big boost for AEW. you know i mm-hmm. i feel they never really cause they want to reenact for the i don't think it's ever going to happen again the monday night wars i don't think it's ever going to be that type of hype as yeah. back in the 90s you it doesn't, know it doesn't need to be though that, I, I know I, but I, I, that's what I, they're trying to do and i think cm I, punk is the closest to like a really big name, right? I, I, I don't see. I see. I, I, Cody said this. Cody Rhodes said this a few years ago. The wrestling boom wasn't going to be a Monday Night Roar. It was going to be independent. You can go as a wrestler if you get high enough in your craft. You can make a living as an independent, right? Someone like Deanna Perazzo, someone like, yeah. uh, like Lance Archer, someone like, um, you know, Sheeta, someone like EO Sky. If they just wanted to be independents, they'd make a killing just doing independence. Now there are headaches that come with that, but they can make they could do make a killing with that, right? Then there's um, then there's like you know you have that strength. You can you although New Japan is kind of in a tough spot right now, they you have a history of coming out of it. And if they do, right? And if they do, um, they have they'll they will they will be a strong option for anyone that wants to go at any time. Brit, the British scenes, like the North, the European scenes really get really strong right now. You have good wrestling 
everywhere. And that's the, that's the difference between then versus now is, yeah, you're not drawing the same giant like television ratings anymore. But what you do have is you have a healthy, thriving industry independent of WWE and AEW and any of the big companies, which is an incredibly healthy pie. WWE will always be not, like, unless they really fuck it up, they're always yeah. going to be the biggest wrestling company in the world. They always will be. But there is plenty of room for lots of other. This is where it is right now. Like, AEW will never be WWE, and nor do I think no. they should try. What they Same. should. I don't think they should do that. <laughs> I well, think no, they mess up a lot. Well, I, I don't think they try to be. I, I, I honestly don't think they try to be. I think I think the big thing with them is they have a tendency to, again, Tony's hyped about his shit product, and he needs to be. He should be. He's passionate about it. It's like you with your comics. You think yeah. they're the best. You probably think they're the best damn things ever, and you should. You worked your ass off on them, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that's that is healthy, right? But you're not trying to go head to head with DC or Marvel. Why would you? Yeah. You can't even like honestly. First off, I mean, they have they in some ways. You want their money flow, but you don't necessarily want their headaches, right? And and being an independent, you don't get those some of those headaches. You get other headaches, but you don't got those ones. So I say it like that because I I I, I that's the thing. Like we are in an age now where it doesn't matter if it's wrestling, whether it's comics, whether it's books, you can make a living as an artist. Right, you can make a living as an artist without actually, you know, being being in a big company. Yeah. And the big company, if you're an actual like creative or an independent, the big company's benefits is it can give you a level of prestige and it can attract an audience to you that you otherwise didn't have on your own. So it can help you build your audience. Right. So, and if you're thinking about it in those terms, it makes sense. Like it makes sense to look at a bigger company, at least for a short term, but in the long term, honestly, if you are, if you're an independent out there listening to this, if you're looking at the big companies, aren't going to solve all your problems. What they're going to do is they're going to give you an opportunity to advertise your name in their with their audience, take advantage of it while you're there. Because inevitably you are like, there's going to be, there's a shelf life to that. Now, how long that could be 20 years. That could be two years, right? Yeah. There's a shelf life, but the point is there's a shelf life. So while you're there, take advantage of being there and use it as a platform and a springboard to all the other things you want to do. But I mean, again, if I'm looking to get into a company, a bigger company, that's what I'm doing. Being very honest about it. Like, cause I know in 10 years, I may not be there. But I'll still be going. I'll still be doing stuff. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That's how I think about it. Yeah. Uh, you know? So, so uh, honestly, comic. So, do you just want to write comics or do you want to do prose as well? Do what? Prose? prose. Oh, I don't know. You know, I, I actually got contacted and we're working on a TV show. I'm working on two different TV shows. So I'm writing, uh, I got contact to write a science fiction TV show. I don't know if I can talk too much about it, but. Then th oh, that's all, then say no more. <laughs> no, hopefully that'll just... be, uh, that'll, that'll get picked up. And then I was doing a thing, I think we talked about it before, I'm doing a thing with Andy Dick. And uh, it just takes forever to get anything off the ground. But we got the pilot 
finished filming and they did a mini premiere for it and they're shopping it around trying to find investors or whatever it is they're doing so it's a process we'll see but, yeah so, so a lot of whatever so whatever so whatever it is you but thing is in why you're so is do you want to so is television where you want to go then like would that be where you want to go if that's where it takes me, like I just like storytelling in general, so I'll write wherever wherever it okay. goes. You know, if it's comic books, it's comic books. If it's wrestling, it's wrestling. If I have to go do prose, I'll do prose. If I have to go do. Uh, well, well, you don't. Have, it, well, <laughs> I don't. What I've learned. What I okay. This is this is the little I have learned about life. The more definitive I am with what I want, the more likely I get it. Yeah. I just things just happen for me. I people think it's crazy, but it does. It just no, happens. no. There, there's a little like, bit. There's... Like, oh, I'll go make a movie with Andy Dick, and I've doing that for like two years. Or I'll just be like, oh, this guy wants to write me a, write a science fiction TV show. I can't talk about. I'll go do that for a year. Well, no, and 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 honestly, that's not a bad. That's not a bad. I, people approach me too. I'm actually waiting to hear back on. Like it's it's been more and more the case. Just me being out there as long as I have. Yeah. But at the same at the same time at the same time. I've learned this, like, okay, like my personal goal is to be a full-time creative this year. Yeah. Came within an inch last year of making a, making a full living wage as a creative, right? That's doing video, that's doing writing and writing, like writing and video yeah. and the podcast. Like that was my primary sources of income last year, right? So Good. yeah, that's really cool. I want to take it to the next level. So my side gig I want it to be a creative sidekick of some time, whether I'm doing television for somebody or whether I'm doing, um, whether or I'm producing a show for somebody or whether I'm writing dialogue. I've applied for a lot of that stuff in the last couple of last couple of weeks. And when I land somewhere and I will inevitably land somewhere and when that eventually happens, right. Then, then, and only then will I, um, when I get to that point, then I'll be, then I'll work on, then I will work on, uh, staying in that lane. Now, maybe I go, I do something for companies, maybe, but again, yeah. my whole, my whole goal when it in 2020 from 2020 on, is like learning how to make a living as a creative. And if a contract hadn't fallen through the way it did, I'd have done it. I already be on the road. So, It'll still happen, you know. You just gotta believe and stick with oh, it. Oh no, 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 no! I it's going to happen. But one of the things I realize is it doesn't. The big lesson I learned last year was it doesn't always. Um, it doesn't always. It never looks like what you imagined it would. If that makes sense, it never like that yeah. big plan in your head never goes that way ever, right? But what inevitably happens, I find, is once you realize this. Once you realize this, that's when, and you can enjoy the process, you don't get better. You just, it's almost like you become tougher and hang in the trenches longer. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. And I'm going to get to where I want to go because that's where I want to go. The only reason, there's only two reasons I'd stay in the city. And one of them involves a lot of money, right? So <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. I want to go. I want to meet guys like you in person. I want to meet more. I hope you can people. come down here. Uh, I, I, yeah, next time. Uh, well, uh, next time I I'll let you know. But like, like, but that's that's the goal. The goal now is to create a situation where I'm free to go wherever I want, whenever I want. 
Yeah. That's and once that's done, I start doing it. And it, it might be small, like it might be part time at first, like me taking these trips, but inevitably it's going to be my full time thing. And as I keep doing this, I, I'll tell people about who I am and why I'm awesome and made the cheese. And then eventually, right, eventually get to where I were because that's it. This whole game is about talking to people. Yeah. You know, it really so, is. Yeah. So this is my thing. If you ask enough people, there, someone's going to say yes eventually. So if you oh. have anything you want to do, you just ask around. Yeah, know, eventually, someone will put you on there, and someone will let you wrestle. Someone will let you write. Someone will let you act. You just gotta ask, because eventually yeah. someone's gonna say yes to what you're yes. doing, Absolutely. and you'll get good while you're doing it. So I try to tell people, you'll you'll get good while you're doing it. When I got into wrestling, I didn't know how to wrestle. This is what happened to me. I the night before, I'm not even kidding. I was like, I want to be a wrestler, and I was I got lost in San Jose. I almost never go to San Jose. I got lost in San Jose, and I saw a wrestling school had just opened up. Literally the night before, I was thinking, I want to be a wrestler. I've always wanted to be a wrestler my whole life. And I was walking down the street and I was lost in where I was. And there was a sign for PWR wrestling, pro, pro wrestling revolution, whatever they call themselves. And I, I joined that day. Yeah. I joined yeah. that day because I said, it was a sign. I'm going to go do it. I just did it. You know, and I just, you just ask until someone says yes. But, but, but. And you learn as you go. <laughs> absolutely. No, it, 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 honestly, one of the things I've realized is that no adult knows what they're doing. I, I, I realize this and it's glorious. Yes, they, that's true. <laughs> they, right, nobody I, knows I, what they're doing. No, I, I've, I've learned this. Nobody does. And yeah. that's and there's a freedom in that because it's like, wow, I can be a complete and utter moron and I can get away with it. Awesome. Right? Yeah, so that's true. The, the universe itself is idiot proof, right? I just think it likes to make us suffer because of what it has to put up with. That's, that's what I – that's all yeah, yeah, because we're all idiots. No, it, it, it's true. I, I've embraced this. It's wonderful. It's so, true. Right? It's like, you're a moron. I am very okay with that. So are you. I'm just honest about it. That's the only difference. That's, that's what I tell people. Yeah. That's, that's right. True. So I say it like that because what I realize is, I, but again, you actually proved a point. You proved my point, though. The moment you said, I wanted to be a wrestler, specifically, you were very specific about yeah. it. Yeah the opportunity opened itself, right? The more specific you are about that desire, the more I think you get like the-, the That's the, probably true. Yeah, that, right, that, that, so that's what I've learned. Like if you're vague, if you're vague, you get vague results. Like yeah. that, that, right, right? I'm not saying it doesn't, can't work out, but you don't get a very specific result. But if I say, I want, I want to be traveling on the road this year, I don't care what it looks like. Whether I'm walking in a car, truck, whatever. I'm going to go meet some, right? I'm going to find something I can do and preferably something that I'm producing. I'm producing on the road while I'm doing it. So I can go, I can, if that means I'm spending my, my mornings at a Starbucks in a town in the middle of nowhere, I'm good with it. What I'm, as long as I, as I am free to do my thing, I do that. I go meet people. I do a whole bunch of stupid stuff. Right, I do a whole bunch of stupid stuff, and uh, and and I will have an adventure, and this will be my so-called life. And you know what? That's fine. I'm good with that. At least for right now. Inevitably, I know I gotta make a decision of where I want to go or where I want to end up. I don't know what that fully looks like yet, personally. But that's why I want to go on this journey. I want to figure it out. 
right? Yeah. And that's that that's that's that I want to figure it out. I want to go and meet and do a lot of crazy, stupid stuff. And when and if I do meet some of the people that I've been very fortunate to meet, you included. Thank you. Yeah. That it's all material your... though. You gotta think about that too. Everything you do is material too, you know. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Just sometimes. Well, all, well, it's a writer. When you're writing, it all goes into your brain and it all oh, comes back. No, to oh, oh, I, I, I solemnly swear, my friend, that a lot of stupid shit I've done are in my novels. I solemnly <laughs> swear, right? <laughs> right? There's not a lot of stupid shit. Oh, no, there is. Where is it? How do, no, one, no one does this. I did this. Like, I did this. And and and, and uh, it, it, it it's that's what I'm gonna do, and, and, and like I'm literally in 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 the next in the next uh, book I'm writing. So there, and I was eight years old. I nearly killed a go kart operator. Like I literally nearly I, like, yeah I, yeah. So this is it's London, Ontario. It's East Park, and uh, I. Uh, First time driving a go-kart by myself, like no parent in there, just me living it. So the first couple of times around the loop, I crash because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I eventually figured yeah. it out, I, I figured, I, again, they're designed for that, right? Eventually I figure it out. I figure it out, like I handle, I get, I get control of it. To this day, I don't know why I thought like this, but I did think like this. So when we got to the end, I, I, I so when I used to get off my bike, I wouldn't hit the brakes. I would jump off my bike and just grab the hand. <laughs> you know where this is going, don't yes, you? <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> yeah. So, so I stopped. Now, again, it's not going full blast because the engine's off. I, I shut the engine off. I jumped, and I just jumped out. So the car goes right. To, I've never seen a man die so fast in my life. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was not allowed to go to that go-kart park anymore after that. I can't say I blame them. I'm just saying, like, I have done, like, that scene What like is gold. So depending on how you, so it's like, I can look at myself, right? There is, a, there's also a story I could talk about with a weed whacker and anyone that knows my time up in Snowflake, Arizona will attest to this. It's one of the funniest stories ever. And um, it's, it, 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 it's one of those things where I have accepted the fact that there are some things I'm just not good at and me sneaking those stuff into my novels is kind of like a little challenge to myself because you can't take yourself too seriously, man. Yeah. I mean, if you pull from life too, it makes things better. I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's real. It's better. Yeah. Real, real stuff to write from. Yeah. Like the, the so that my Night Witch novel, I opened it up, I based it off a real bar. I I, I took I I, I I exaggerated it tremendously, but I, I I based the first the first chapter bar from a real bar I went into in Vancouver, Canada. It was a hole in the wall bar you never would have expected because not you have no way there's no advertisement any of that stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it was there unless you knew it was there. So you go in, you open the door up. And there it is, right? And there it is, one of his underground bars. And I thought this would be a really cool way to open up a novel with. So I decided to take that same context and make it really run down, really like a mystery. Like no one goes there unless they really need whatever it is you need there. Because even the water's fucked up there. I decided to go all the yeah. way, all in on that, right? So, but it, it felt real because there was a little bit of reality in there. Yeah, yeah. It adds, con it adds 
texture. Yeah, absolutely. Flavor. It's, well, yeah, absolutely. It, it's not, and every story has been told. It's what we bring to it. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's the real thing. Yeah, I agree with that. That's completely true. M Mr. Topher, I think we have a, a, a an interview here. What do you think? Wait, wait, what's up? I, 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 do, do, oh, you're do, good? I, well, I, I'm just saying, I think we have a good interview here. I think- Yeah, right, like, good. Yeah, so I, I, think, I think what we need to do is get to the point of the show where we have to start plugging your stuff. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, got, we, got, we got to plug, right? We got to do the plugging yeah, thing. Before we get there, before we get there, do you have any Kickstarters or stuff planned like, anytime soon? So we're going to be launching a... Check out my books. Uh, we're going to be launching a Kickstarter for Cthulhu Crisis Issue 2, which is a Demi the Demonist comic book, which is going to cross over with my character, Erica America, and it's going to connect to the world of Monsters, Monsters, role-playing games. I don't know if you know about Monsters, Monsters. Uh, and it's Steve Crompton is the co-creator yep. of Tunnels and Trolls, Grimtooth Traps, and Monsters, Monsters. So we're going to a whole comic book series. It's going to be six issues long, and the Kickstarter is going to cover a re-release of issue one and a new release of issue two. And uh, that's going to be through Steve Steve Crompton. Uh, when It'll be our next Kickstarter. It'll be end of february okay cool end all of right february. so if those so by the time this show airs you'll get they'll be ready to maybe just to send me a pre-launch send me make sure everyone's over send me a pre-launch page when you guys have okay. it outside of that now let's talk about talk about your books which what, what the book you showed me earlier and i don't know what i did with it now it disappeared <laughs> <laughs> where did it go sorry we are trained professionals ladies and gentlemen yep. so we got this book here American Alchemist number one. Mm -hmm. Here, I'm going to prop this up here. Let me pull it out. And this is a variant cover by uh, L.C. Freitas. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'll, I'll show you some of the pages in it. And of course, I spent years working on this. Uh, D. Ra Verma, D. Ra Verma worked on it, who was an artist on Lady Death. He also worked for Marvel Comics, Clone the Barbarian. He opens the book. He was actually going to do a lot more. But unfortunately, he passed away before he could finish the, the series. I have one other story by him that's not inked yet. And that's probably the last story he ever did. And, uh, yep, see his pages on the inside. Mm -hmm. It is 66 pages, anthology series, mm -hmm. mostly covering uh, sort of Mesoamerican heritage. So the first story is Erica America. She's a she's a Mesoamerican. She we don't she's kind of vague about her ethnicity, but you know, native person. And so she's the the main hero in the book. And then uh, the next story is actually about Lucha Libre. So we cover we cover uh, Lucha Libre, the myth of Quetzalcoatl, this this heroic Native American character we have, Erica America, who's the daughter of America Vespucci, the Italian explorer and a Native American princess. Yeah, me on the back when I got stabbed playing Pokemon. <laughs> so we had a little slice of life story in the back, but it's it's mostly about Lucha Libre and my uh, ventures into Mexican wrestling here in California. Nice. And so that is uh, 66 pages, American Alchemist number one. You can get it on the America, America and Friends page on Facebook. Do you have a website address for that? 
I'll have to send you the link because it's spelled funky. Okay. Okay. So I'll send you a link later. So, so yes. Yeah. All right, folks. On that note, this is my first podcast of the year, my first stream of the year. I will be back tomorrow. My guest is someone I met at the When Words Collide. I've been dying to interview since Nicole DeBear. She's gonna be up. She's gonna be up tomorrow. It's gonna be a wild one. And uh, guys, I have a Kickstarter service starting up basically for people that want to actually reach and interact with their audience, maybe a bit better than what they tend to do. I have to help you make videos and stories and packages to help you reach out your audience, whether it's announcing a pledge, extra bonus content for your, for your project, or even just doing interactive stuff with your fans between campaigns. I can help you with that. Definitely check that out on my website. yeah. Let me say something about that real quick. You actually did the video for mine. Yes, I did. I did. I did the video. Did, and my Kickstarter was very successful. So thank you very much. Yes. So I can vouch for you on that. Yes. So I did. I, yes. I actually taking that a little one step further. I've noticed that a lot of people when they do like, again, I realize budget's a, a, a big part of this. But one of the things I, I realize is one thing creators definitely need to work on is interaction with their audience. Yes. And definitely. And uh, here, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna put the site up here. I'm doing this, folks. Just give me a second here. I'm, I'm a trained professional. I think that's it. Hold on, let's take a quick look here, as my Discord decided to pop in right at the last minute. There, come on, you, Ugh. silly, silly thing. Trained professionals, folks. We really, really are. Uh, but yeah, I especially if you're looking for consultations or stuff like that, you can definitely do that. But that's it, folks. For everybody watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark. And I'll see you guys next time. Oh, thank you all. Oh, finally goes away. Looking for a better way to connect to your Kickstarter audience? Looking for videos to reach out and inform your followers what exactly is going on with fulfilling campaigns or, you know, just creating content to interact with audience? I'm your guy. If you're an author looking to make something, a dynamic video to reach out and actually reach your Kickstarter followers, whether it's offering a cool reward, whether it's answering mail, whether it's whatever you can imagine, I can be there to help you. Check out my Kickstarter services in the description below. Josh, Josh.